You are listening to a Stick Boy We Talk production in association. to your wrestling podcast joshua adam william not here with the senator you already know what it is we we back two two weeks in a row that's dub, crazy dub. and the crown prince of charisma he is the futurist and let's be honest saved us from probably an even more embarrassing feat when we did trivia back at hitman bar a few months ago oh facts martin yeah. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to this one. And and thanks for listening to the last one, you know, and had good numbers. And uh, after being gone for such a long time, you never know how these things are going to go. Because I think the four or five wrestling years? audience is so loyal that, you know, they go on to what was one fall and now to your wrestling. So shouts to them. Shout out to them. Right. Yeah. We really appreciate the listens. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, no Adam or Brett. And I guess I should kind of just go over the elephant in the room. I, I had a, one or two people like, where's Joel Johnson? Joel is on hiatus right now from doing the show. Uh, and that's all we'll leave it at that. We'll just say he's on mm-hmm. hiatus from the show. We look to have him back soon. I got a chance to hang out with him and watch, um, the Tuesday night war yesterday. And I can tell you, he is definitely excited to be on the best of show. And maybe that's when we'll have him back. But until then, I'm happy to have you gentlemen with me. All right, sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. All the best to Joel. I mean, I uh, I've had a little contact with him too, and uh, you know, he's he's just a good guy. Yeah, you know, he is the ultimate baby face. He is the ultimate baby face. Uh, all right. So last night we had the Tuesday Night War, and the ratings came in, and uh, I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised by how it all went. NXT ends up winning. The night with 921K to 609K, and it did 30 in the demo to AEW doing 26 in the demo. Good for AEW. They more or less stayed where they stayed during the demo. Um, Morton, I'll go to you. You got a chance to watch both both shows. What is your takeaway from uh, the Tuesday Night War? Uh, My biggest takeaway is probably I, I was thinking about it, and if they had not, like, don't get me wrong. WWE would not have drawn 900,000 plus people, obviously, if they're going head to head with Dynamite, if they hadn't made a big deal out of it. But yeah, I still think they might have won. They might have been like 700,000 to like, like 550. And I, I think they created so much hype around this that it actually not only created more interest for them, it created more interest than there might have been for a dynamite on a Tuesday, which historically when they move nights on things, they don't do very well in the move. So, I mean, even a 0.26, I don't know that they would have done those numbers if not for WWE. The WWE might have helped them just by creating so much hype around this particular event. Yeah, and it was going against uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. And, I mean, I don't know how well it did in the States, but up in Canada, going against the uh, this debut of the NHL going on, NBA playoffs are going on, WNBA finals. I don't know if the – I can't remember if the finals were – I know they were last night, so WNBA was going on last night as well. So, you know, some decent sports competition. Overall, 15K 
more or less watching wrestling, that's a win for everybody. But Senator, what was oh, your 1.5 million? You mean 15k? Yeah, you. you said, yeah, yeah, 1.5 million, the same amount of basically as watch Raw, which is really pretty, you know, damn good you for good? a Tuesday night, all things considered. Uh, Senator, your takeaways. So, WWE made a huge uh, promotion for the show. We saw, like, is this the first time Taker has been back since the LA night? Last time he was in the ring, he passed the torch to Bray. Yeah. So, like, there was a lot of stuff that I saw WWE do. I honestly do believe that it could have been closer if Tony Khan didn't go on his tweet. Tweeting rant that he went on. Twitter figures is back. Like I think that also kind of turned some people away, especially, especially when you look at what they were offering on the show. Because like they just randomly threw like a Minoru Suzuki and Eddie Kingston match on in the pre-show. Like it was like okay, cool. We're gonna watch this until NXT kicks off because this is what. What people are gonna wa- yeah, want to watch? Yeah, that picked a fifty k fifty k by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then they tried to be like, yeah, make sure you stay tuned in. And then if you're going thirty minutes, if you're going, if both shows kind of went thirty minutes without commercials, and then when you think about it, you're kind of like, okay, but who has something that people are gonna want to see at this point right now? And you kick off the show with Cody Rhodes. It's kind of hard, even though that match that they were up against the Eddie Kingston. Not Eddie Kingston, the Brian Danielson swerve match. Such an amazing match. Yeah, Such yeah. an amazing match. And it was match. the highest rated segment, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was their highest rated segment, but it was that was not a segment they won. Uh I can tell you the segment they won if you want to know the one segment they won. Timeless uh Tony no, Storm. It wasn't timeless <laughs> Tony Storm. It was the last three minutes of Hobbs and Jericho. And into the Adam Cole Roddy uh, video, and then to the start of OC and uh, Phoenix. But that's because they were doing going against the uh, the pub brawl, which was the weakest rated part of NXT. Interesting, because yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. One, you want to know the most surprising? I think it, it makes sense, though, to tell you the truth, because unfortunately, no one really knows who Gallus is at this point. Well, no and... one knows who Lola Vice is, but that was the second highest rated segment on the show. Oh, don't get twisted. Are you twisted. kidding me? Don't get twisted. People know who Lola Vice is. Maybe from MMA. <laughs> I, I guess from MMA. But like the, the highest rated segment on the show, well, it's the third highest looking at this again. So the highest rated segment for them was the Cody Dragunov Dom segment. <laughs> Second was Cena and Braun. And third was mm-hmm. Lola Vice. Yeah. And Danny Palmer. I should, Danny Palmer was in the ring, but I think it was more because of Lola Vice. Uh yeah, her Instagram alone will get people to watch all of her matches. They know that. Yeah, she's winning the breakout tournament. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Overall, I thought I thought both shows delivered. Like that was the that was the main thing for me. It was depending on what type of uh wrestling that you like. Do you, if you more like sports entertainment, you're gonna be more sports entertained by the NXT product, especially with everything that they did. I like the tie-in of, um, what's the rock's daughter's name again? Oh, uh, Ava. Ava. I kind of like that tie-in with the NXT anonymous doing it, the, catching the her line. with bloodline and 
He is not ready for the main roster. Not even close. One of the worst in ring in the in the business right now. I think the smart thing that they could possibly do is when they finally decide to sign uh, the younger brother, the younger Us, who's in in reality of wrestling. Yeah, or yeah, when they finally bring. Are you talking about the younger Us or um, um, Omaga's kid? The youngest Us. Okay, I think that's Zola, or is that yeah. or is that because he's, he's no, that's I think that's the youngest youngest. Okay, Uzi. yeah, because yeah. I think because I he think Jutecki uh, Junior. Yes. Yeah, okay. And the youngest Us is with uh, Booker T's Booker right. T's place right now. So like, yeah. I think if they were smart, you get Ava down to Booker T's school too. Get get her as much in ring mm-hmm. training as possible get her as many promo classes i know we don't like to shout out promo classes anymore but get her as many promo classes if anything do what you did with natty and uh and tj and all of them and just have ava debut with the youngest ooze in and like re-debut in the nxt because their whole storyline with ava is she's looking she needs to find her new family so bring her in bring him there get them going back and forth, get them the ring experience, get them the uh, promo classes and slowly, slowly develop them because Ava's nowhere close to be ready to go no. to the main roster. No, 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 no. Yeah. The highlight for me for NXT, I have to say, was the Lexus King video package promo. Yeah. Is Lexus King, is that it? The bro- yeah, former I think Brian they did a Dumbledore. good job explaining the name. Like, the, you know, we all mocked it at first and I was saying to you guys, well, the first name I knew is his sister that passed. I didn't know his stepfather last name was King. So I thought it was a really cool way to announce the name. Well, yeah. I mean, just the idea of him playing heel, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I mean, the fact that he's a heel and we never saw him portrayed that way uh, in AEW or a little bit in MLW, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's an interesting take on the character, the idea that he doesn't idolize his father, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the motivation you can see, because it was there for the character, you can understand it. And uh, he never showed any charisma. Like he had, don't get me wrong, he had more charisma than Griff Garrison, but that's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Remember the, you know, I mean, he never showed any charisma in AEW, finally. Finally, yeah. he, he showed a lot of charisma in that, in that you know, uh, video package. And I, I was very impressed. I hope the best for him. I mean, who knows? But I hope the best for him. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying, you bring up the uh, the MJF feud he had. And yeah, you're going toe-to-toe with MJF. And we'll, we'll talk about MJF in a bit because, shit, that was bad. Um, but uh, when he had the feud with MJF, I didn't think he, you know, didn't do he he just got schooled and a lot of people do with MJF but he he was schooled more than most in that in the back and forth I don't know what TK was thinking putting him in the ring with MJF but he was not ready it's kind of like you want to push them out there to see what they can do yeah but sometimes you gotta match them up with somebody close to their level like even if they're gonna be out promoed but somebody a little bit closer that can out promo them not pretty much your king. There's two kings of promos, three kings of promos in AEW right now. And that's MJF, Brian Danielson, and... Christian Cage? Christian Cage. Cage. Like, 
those are your th three where if you're going to match them up with anybody, you got to make sure that they're close to that level or it's going to look bad. Like we saw Grayson this in there too, by the way. I was saying in AEW. Oh, AEW. Okay. Strictly AEW. Yeah. Okay. Um, because like we saw the segment where they had the four of them, Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby okay. Allen. Yeah. MJ, like the, <laughs> the four pillar. And you kind of just seen the levels when it came into there. Like if you took mm -hmm. MJ, MJF out of there, you would have been like, okay, these guys are improving. But then you had that one little spice of MJF in there and it looked like they have never spoken on a microphone before. Like it just, it just looked bad. It, it was kind of like Especially having Ronda Rousey in the same ring with Becky Lynch trying yeah. to do a promo off. Like it's just doesn't make sense. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I, um, as far as my thoughts on, I, I thought it's funny when I left Joel's house, I'm like, WWE did the best sports entertainment and AEW did the best wrestling. So everybody did their part. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't walk away from NXT. I guess the, the, the pub was probably the best match of the show. Dragunov and Dom was okay. Drag did as much as he could with Dom and Dom still has a long way to go in ring and Melo and Braun was fine, but AEW definitely was better in ring. I loved Hangman and Jay White. Uh, Strick and that was uh, great. It was really good, and uh, and Strick and Brian was good. Edge looked Copeland looked pretty good against Luchasaurus. So in ring, AW no doubt delivered a good show. I, I'm assuming Phoenix is still hurt, and that's why he was only in the ring for four minutes. So I thought Bell to Bell, as always, AW delivered the better in ring product. As far as an overall show of entertainment, I thought it was NXT. So both did what they normally would do. I think that depends again on what do you lean. For me, I slightly leaned AEW. Yeah. Slightly leaned. I slightly preferred that. But I mean, I, I thought both shows, like you both said, I mean, both shows delivered. But for me, being more of an in ring guy, that's the better show slightly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't I, really, I think... you can't, you can't really go against that. Right. Like yeah. it's what, it's the same thing we always say when we come on these podcasts, right? It's like, what do you lean towards? And that's what you're going to see is going to be delivered more. I think the smart thing that NXT did was for this one, they didn't go to NXT. Like no. sometimes their weekly shows can be goofy, kind of ridiculous, right? But like, like that was the Chase U skit. The Chase U skit was about as like NXT-ish as we got. Yeah. The NXT, that, that and Cody Rhodes speaking to... Tony D'Angelo. Like that, I'd see that in my those, life. Those two were kind of like, yes, those are the NXT skits. If you if you're not a regular watcher of NXT, that's kind of mm -hmm. what you're gonna get. But for AEW, they they delivered in ring. Like you can't say anything about it. And timeless Tony Storm needs to hurry up and win the belt. Yes. Because <laughs> I, uh, there's a there's a whole there's YouTube sports entertainment. Yeah, that there's a whole your... YouTube compilation on like th they put together all of Tony like the timeless Tony Storm uh promos and stuff like that. And it's like a it's like a 30 minute one that they actually put all the compilations towards. I'm like, oh, this character just kept getting better and better over time. Yep. It could have been the most ridiculous character, but she's killing it killing it it's it's one of those things where once again i mean we talked about this i mean where i mean because here she was she was this rocker chick for her entire career and mm -hmm. now all of a sudden here she is and and she's uh still not old i think she's 30 
but she's yeah. been around the business since she was what like 16 15 yeah. something like that ridiculously young she was in both May and, and she's found this character you know and it's like sometimes you just you need you need to let people organically find a character they can believe in that's why i'm not a big fan of this julia hart thing i'm like felt yeah. like they put her in with the house of the black uh, house of black and i'm like i just we always talk about you know find the character or uh be be yourself and turned up to 11 and then i go does anybody really think julia hart is like some dark emo no. well that's what rhea ripley's done right morton i think that's what rhea ripley yeah. did she went to herself and turned up to 100 in judgment day exactly exactly and it's working yeah yes yeah, so remember tits out and watch for watch out for the shoes for the shoes <laughs> Uh, yeah i I thought doing this i never thought i'd see like john cena come out to a ring and then tony storm doing a silent film on the other side but that's what wrestling is john cena by the way the only guy yesterday that performed on both shows because he uh one of his uh shows for turner was getting broadcasted Mm, at the same for the turner broadcast the same time he was coming out to the ring in nxt i don't know if that was turner being cheeky with it but it was still pretty funny that that was Cena was oh, on two televisions at the same time. Coincidence. The, the funniest, funniest moment of the entire night was Booker T dying of laughter when John Cena pulled up in a Honda. Oh yeah, and he was just like, "Wait, what? I thought it was gonna show up in a Rolls Royce or a Maybach." Like, <laughs> <laughs> they messed up not having um, Trick come out for book for people mm-hmm. that haven't seen Booker yeah. do that. That by, by the way, that was my favorite part. We'll talk about the pay-per-view in a bit. That was one of my favorite parts of the early pay-per-view was the the trick-off with Wade Barrett and Booker T. Because <laughs> Wade Book- is so bad at it. Booker um, T is just great for not actually knowing anybody on oh, the show, man. but just making That's... random noises. Like yeah. he's... he's he's so terrible that he's entertaining. <laughs> it's like oh. it's like one of those, it's like watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. He's yeah. he's <laughs> It's so bad. It's good. I and love Vic Joseph going... is good. Oh yeah, I love going back and just watching like Booker T commentary uh, compilations. Like if I need a laugh, I just go back there because the greatest one was when Jerry the King had to be taken out, and they're like what? Jerry the King was taken out, and he has anal leakage, and then Booker T was just like, "What?" <laughs> like... <laughs> uh. So let's talk about the one angle that is kind of mixed about with some people um, was for NXT. We'll talk about the one that is not mixed. That was terrible. Um, but at the end of NXT, how do you, Melo obviously got a great rub. And I thought Braun did for the most part with the Heyman. How do you feel? I'll go with you first more than you, Senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taker coming in, ah. choke slamming him and making him look kind of like a geek. I thought that was terrible. Yeah, uh, I, I that was the one. I I I watched it and I'm going, why? Like, I know he's Taker. I know he's the Undertaker. But does he really have to do that to? And is it going to matter long term? No. Hey man, he but, went to LA Knight, and now look where LA Knight is. Yeah, I know, and but I mean, it is. It's not going to matter long term. I know it's not, but it's just one of those things where you just. The whole point is to elevate these guys and make them seem like something. When yeah. you make it seem to me like your current stars are never going to be as good as your old stars, then I'll just go back and watch the old product. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, I really just think that's pointless. I, I just didn't get it. 
Uh, and before you go, Senator, I'll add mm -hmm. too. I, I thought the trajectory of Braun has been weird because he, he should have probably been in the main roster after Mania, and he's just been kind of hanging around. He did the thing with Von Wagner that was an okay angle, but then he loses clean to Corbin, and now this. So I thought like this was like, what are we doing with Corbin? I'm happy Melo got the push, but anyway, Senator. Well, we can't say that he lost clean to Corbin because there was that interference by Robert yeah. Stone and stuff. But I understand what they were trying to do. Now, do I think it delivered the way how I think they thought it was going to deliver? No. I think, um, to me, the only thing it kind of showed is if you want to beat Braun Breaker, you have to throw away the WWE cover on the microphone and then he'll get distracted. It's like a, it's like see, seeing a squirrel. <laughs> like, you, like that was where that cheap shot happened. And I was like, okay, this is, well, everyone should, if nobody does this again, I'm going to be upset. Because if Braun just keeps running through people and no one throws the mic cover, I'm going to be like, you guys are idiots. Like, Taker showed you how to beat Braun Breaker. But I understand what they were trying to do. I don't agree with how they did it. And it sucks to say because Taker is my favorite wrestler of all time. But they could have. I would have more preferred if they did it kind of the way how he did it with LA Knight, where it was kind of like. He passed it to Bray. He passed it. Yeah, passed it to Melo, even though Melo mm -hmm. just won the match. But Melo got beat down. And Melo just kind of sat in the corner watching this. Like, I would have preferred mm -hmm. that. Or if even better. If Trick came out, mm. right, and Trick was the person that that Taker kind of passed him to, because then that gives Trick the rub mm -hmm. and builds Trick up for what I think is going to happen, which I think I called last week, which is Trick and Carmelo are going to have a have their match soon. Yep, I would think that might be mania. Be my guess. Yeah, I think they're going to try holding off for stand and deliver for that. Yeah. Hopefully, Trick gets that win, and then Melo goes main roster. Yeah, you got to think Braun and Melo are soon. Like, I, I, I do think this one show did show you these are two stars of the future. I, I thought I would have liked to see a little bit more of Tiff, but I get it. You can't have you tried to highlight everyone you could. I did think it was weird when they had all the people backstairs. Is Blair Davenport not a heel? Uh, yes. And so she was like super baby face with Oscar talking Japanese. I was like, this is random. I guess you just want to show Blair Davenport on the show. But I was like, that was weird. Okay, whatever. Oscar will figure out what's up. up. Is Corbin heel baby face? What is he? Like, is, is he a tweener? I think he's a tweener. Yeah. Corbin can't right. be a tweener. <laughs> he has. Well, he he is Xbox okay. heat, much like someone on AEW and Soraya, who definitely has Xbox heat right now. So I was very happy yeah. to see Sheeta win the belt. If there's any, if there's one person that was more annoying to people on Twitter than uh, Tony Khan, it's definitely Soraya, and I probably would put Soraya uh, more annoying on social media than Tony Khan. I kind of wish someone yeah, else that sounds on impossible. The belt. What does she do? I didn't hear. Oh, uh, she's, she's done a lot. She's yeah, done a yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah. But I I would have actually preferred if somebody else other than Sheeta won the belt. Like I would have I kind of I know it sounds like a broken record, but I would have preferred like at this point right now because this is the that was the start of the whole Tony Storm character change was yeah. 
that match, like that four way match at All Out. Like I think that she should have been there. I hate that when they put it on Sheeta because Sheeta kind of just feels like transitional champion all the time, and not the Especially actual now with champion. Tony Storm in the high in the ways or Monet. Yeah. Like if you want it, that's the only problem that I have with her winning the belt. It just feels transitional. And it's the same thing that I felt with Phoenix. Like we knew Phoenix was going to drop the belt tonight, whether it was John Moxley that he was wrestling or as we've seen Orange Cassidy, like he was going to lose the belt. It just felt transitional. Yeah. Uh, AW, there was a lot of positives and we'll talk about them. Let's talk about the negative as the Juice Robinson side of thing. Um, obviously the political structure of stuff that's going on overseas right now is very sensitive and very high. It should be at all times anyways. Uh, and I, I will say this for Juice. Juice has done this quarter thing all the time, but still in that situation uh, and the climate we're in right now with everything that's going overseas with the story MJF told, I don't know how that got cleared. Don't know how that got cleared. I just don't think they thought about it. I just honestly think they just thought they were telling a storyline and they just never thought about it. I mean, this is a case where if if people were upset on this and we didn't have the horrible things happening in Israeli that we've seen, I'd be saying people are being too sensitive. But right now, sensitive, sensitivity is bound to be heightened. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's really one of those things where it's, it's, it should just be a, oops, we screwed up with this. Let's not go with it any further. Drop it immediately. I think they will. And that's, you know, that should be the, that should be what they do here. Yeah. I hope. And I don't think yeah. they had any ill meaning. I, I don't hold like I said, Juice, Juice has done this all the time. I, there's nothing, I, I know TMZ ran that Juice Robinson with his anti-Semitic promo. It's like, no, I don't, there was no anti-Semitism behind Juice because Juice has done this in the past. It's incredibly poor timing with everything that's going on right now and i think and i not even think i know just drop the whole situation of using this in any promos or anything like that obviously he's gonna have to face um choose maybe in a singles match maybe they'll get joined up with the acclaimed here mgf will um but yeah just drop that part of it because there's no need to it's not going to do anything to further the story or not i thought everything else in that promo was great jay is doing awesome work right now the guns are doing awesome work juice is doing awesome stuff it was a shitty situation and let's just drop it and move on just a mistake just move on and and don't just say people are people make mistakes yeah i also think that this is where where not where script writers are needed but secondary secondary people for you to just quickly go over like what are you trying to say in your promo like, what are you trying to do in your promo? Because then at least you have somebody to be like, that's not a good idea. Let's not do that this week. Yeah. Rather than just yeah. everybody having the freedom to kind of do what they want if they have developed, if they are trusted. Because just because you're trusted doesn't mean that everything that you do is going to be the right decision. So sometimes you just got to run that around uh, past somebody. Well, we've seen both companies make this similar mistakes before. Yeah. So that's right, what we've seen it in AEW before, and we've seen right, it I, in WWE. I was thinking well, the problem with the, the problem with WWE on there is that it's usually not the people going out there and just free flowing it. It's usually mm-hmm. it. This is what a scriptwriter is being told that they should put 
include in there. And we all know that that's not, they've made horrible mistakes multiple yeah, they, times. Where they're really trying to push people's yeah. buttons yeah. and they cross the line on purpose. You know, I think they have done it accidentally too, but I think on purpose they've done it. Like AEW, a couple, a couple times they've done this, but I don't think it's, you know. No. Uh, I don't think any of I mean, these Even stuff... back to Pillman Jr. when they first brought up, you know, I mean, I mean, some of the things that MJF said, I mean, people were like, that crossed the line for me. And, and you know, I mean, and it, it was, it definitely was very edgy, right? And it's like, did, did, did they mean anything with it? No, they were just trying to, MJF was just trying to get heat. Yeah. But it it probably was too much. And this is, again, a situation where just be aware of the world around you, you know? And it's always wild because right now, like like I said earlier, like the three kings of promos, Christian Cage is one of them. And his promo that really kicked this whole thing off was that shock factor of saying your father's dead. And that now that's like the gimmick. And yeah, he's going to mention with Brian. Yeah, and people kind of just accept it at this point, right? Because they're just like, because they understand. Now like, it's this funny. Is his I'm character. sorry. Yeah, like this is his <laughs> character. But the first time when he said it, everyone was kind of like, whoa, like you can't think. But the difference is he he probably got permission from Jack Perry and his family in, Wayne. Or, in order to do that. Got permission from Nick Wayne to do it. So yeah, it might be a shock factor to us, but I seeing the way how he is and seeing the professional that he is, it's not like he's just going to go out there unscripted and do it. He's going to ask for the permission and then, and then do it, which is sometimes that's the secondary that I'm talking about there, just running it past the person that you're actually having the promo with to be like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Is that okay? You like, think, Senator, that MJF didn't know that this was coming or? He he didn't. I mean, he certainly he sold it. Guard. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't know. I think he, I think maybe he may have thought like possibly the, the, the change thing would be there, but I don't think he may, I think what added to it was also with like the spelling of his name being on there, like everything yeah. like that. It just kind of, it seems such a small thing, but that also heightens, heightens it. Right. Cause it's, you're kind of looking at the Jewish last name when you're, when you're doing it and then yeah. even people that don't really put two and two together like this is a story about that they're seeing that it's it's just a weird time and a, like you said it's a sensitive time because of all the stuff that's happening politically so yeah it just makes it just the timing was wrong yeah if he had just said max instead of friedman even that, that would have made it less yeah you yeah. know offensive little yeah. things like yeah just be aware just be aware. Move on. Drop it. Move on. Yeah. I I will say everything with that. Outside of that shit, everything with that promo, that program has been really, really well. Jay is just man. He seems like a super duper star right now. He is coming off great. As you know more than in our past conversations, we've talked about New Japan. I was a guy that he just never clicked with me, and man, is he clicking with me now? Now I get it. And like yeah. to the point, I'm like, I don't know what the plan is for the next pay per view. I mean, I'm guessing. They'll want to push this to the end with MJF with the the decision of twenty twenty three. Even though I'm, I think MJF has signed. Uh, I think I really I think there's zero percent chance he's jumping to WWE. Um, but I'm wondering if they do just want to have us on that cliffhanger that I may jump. Blah 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 blah. 
But man, I'm like, if there was ever time to do the switch, it might be now. But they're also telling the story of how much that belt means to him. These guys are the dicks. Him telling that story about like, I was you. And that was the full face turn now for Max. Mm-hmm. I was you. I know how that is. And I'm trying to be better. It is such a great example of taking someone that was a heel and turning them into a baby face for the right reasons. And when Max maybe gets betrayed by Cole, he'll have just as much of a reason to go back to being a heel if he needs to and not trust anyone. That was perfection of how they've done the switch really slowly with Max and even the stuff now with Max Caster and building that up. Max still doesn't really want to trust people because he trusted Adam. Adam's not answering his calls and he's still unsure about things. All that together was a masterclass, I thought, by AW last night. I give yeah, credit. Yeah, terrific angle. I give credit. And so Jay White, I think what credits him is, and it's going to sound very weird for me to say it, but the um, the guns. The guns have really elevated. Man, the little jigsaw the, bike. Like everything, like everything that they're doing, to me... It this is gonna sound like a very wild comparison, but I will explain it if it doesn't make sense when I initially say it. So more than get ready. Jay White right. to me, I don't get charis- charisma Y beforehand, like in AEW, and for people that don't really watch New Japan, it's kind of the change that Dominic Mysterio had joining the judgment day. It is just the people around you that can bring out actual, like the charisma that you may not actually know that they have. Partnering Dom up with Rhea Rhea has been one of the best character changes that you could possibly have. And then with Finn and Dom, just uh, Finn and um, Priest kind of just being there as they can be goofy at times, but then they're serious. Like they have that. When you look at Juice, Juice has charisma. You look at the guns, Mm -hmm. The Guns heel turn right now, being in the Bang Bang Gang, has been charisma. And I think that's elevated Jay White from just being a person that nobody really connects with and then being like, I want to root for this guy because the the whole group now is showing charisma. Yeah, there's something to that for sure. There's something, there's something to the idea that he is, yeah. Is as as the leader of this gang, he seems like a somebody. Yeah, no he question. Does. He does. I, you know, I, I think AW has done a really good job of signing guys this year. Like a really good job of signing guys. Between you know, I think Adam Copeland will add obviously a lot to them in the long term. Here is building story. I mean, it's not jumping up the audience as much as they are right now. I think that's the one problem for AW is the audience isn't where they want it to be right now, but. I think since Punk has left, like they are getting back in the form of where AEW was. Like uh, the one thing I have noticed in the last two months, specifically, specifically now with Punk gone, is AEW talking about how close their locker room is. And then you heard that, I guess this is kind of a transition. I still want to talk about Tuesday. Uh, and then you heard Cody and everyone talking about the WWE locker room and how this is the closest the locker room has ever been. And I think it's because that mentality of the past is the, it's the NXT guys and, that one, no one's trying to take everyone's spot. Everyone's just trying to work together, have the best show. And AEW being the upstart is trying to have that. And I think that's why, if the reports are true, why Hunter and Nick Khan and them were like, you know what? We don't want Punk part of this because look how close we are right now. And I'm sure they looked at that AEW locker room in the last two months like, look how much closer that AEW locker room has been and how much they're more positive they're talking about. 
the last two months being together and fighting together uh, since Punk is gone. And I think both took that into equation. It's really cool to see how close both those locker rooms are and how much they're working to get us the best product. Yeah, maturity, well, I mean, maturity has shown. Punk too. I said, sorry, ahead. maturity maturity has shown because Seth and Cody don't really like each other, but they're professional enough to make sure that they put on great matches when they when they need to or great mm-hmm. promo stuff when they need to like it's just when it when a or when a whole business is kind of rooting towards each other yeah people are going to be mad that they're not made event at times but we're starting to see a lot more people get shine we're seeing we're about to go see ricochet and nakamura in a false count anywhere match like these are people that three months ago no one really cared about don't forget about the meat event. Oh, the meat event, man! That was to me that I might put I might put the oldest uh, Brunson match as my match of the year because that was just three minutes of just like <laughs> hilarious stuff. But yeah, yeah, like I just think everybody's working together, and I think everyone there's gonna be some jealousy because everyone thinks that they should be main event, but the elevation of the IC title, the eleva- elevation of uh, the U.S. title now that it's off of theory. Yes. Um, the, <laughs> for AEW, the elevation that OC did with the, what's it called? International t- title. Yeah, and by the way, yeah. speaking about OC, heel turn? The way he took the title. I don't know about title... heel turn, but he didn't do any of his gimmick at all. No, it was just like, none of his like, gimmick. That was interesting. I had to go through all this bullshit before, and now I'm a champion, and now I realize how much more important, and I think a refresh for him is going to be good. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it depends. I mean, uh, is he going to separate from best friends and, and hook because I mean him versus hook and if he's the heel, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, regarding punk, I mean, you know, there's a, apparently Vince didn't want him and that's yeah. the big thing, you know, and, and everything, but, you know, just to, add to what you guys said about the locker rooms working together and yes you want to be at the top you want to make the most money you want to have the most eyeballs sure you do but you um i'll I'll recall i think it was on what was his name michael landsberg or something like that or tsn what was the one guy used to yeah yeah on the record yeah he and he had and the the this is when steve austin was off and the rock had elevated into the number one baby face spot and he said, is there going to be any heat when he comes back between you two? And, and The Rock said, you know, no, because when you get to a certain point in this industry, you understand that if somebody else is bringing in more eyeballs, you're going to have more eyeballs and make more money, too. And so that's that's the whole thing about working together. Like, yes, you want to yes, you want to be number one. You work hard to get that recognition. But hopefully everybody can see that this is what's best for the product and is also best for me as a byproduct. I think one of the best things that they, one of the best things real quick, one of the best things that they could have done was as soon as CM Punk was let go, Brian Danielson came back. Because if there's one person in that in that locker room that is going to tell people that's going to get everybody on the same page, like we already know John Moxley was there, like Chris Jericho, yeah, but a person on the level that Brian Danielson came from, like nobody wanted him to main eventing WrestleMania, to gimmick changes, to 
he made the paper championship when he had big yeah. like one of the best gimmicks on the show like who would have thought as a heel recycling and all that stuff and you're damaging the planet and you need to i'm uh, here to save it would be like as over as it is and then switching to aew and coming back when he couldn't even really use his was right hand couldn't really use his right arm and did a strap match like these are just the perfect timing for somebody there and i think that helped bring the locker room even closer because when you have a guy like that that's dedicated to just the business that just loves the business you can't go wrong with that we yeah we had talked about how one of the things that AEW seemed to be missing you know months ago when we were doing a show um at one point we talked about how there's no rustlers court how there's no no uh jbl you know i mean maybe a dick but he was respected in the locker room and, yeah. and he could hold the wrestler's court or undertaker. And there was no the guy who seemed to have that role who people could just respect. And, 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 you know, Danielson seems to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I don't think he's going to do a wrestler's court. It's not going to be anything like that, but you can definitely see where he has that role, where he has that respect, where it creates a different atmosphere in the locker room. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, before I move on, anything else from uh, Tuesday Night Warrior? The one you want you guys want to bring up at all that we didn't talk about? I just want to say, no, I think we covered it. I need a pay per view. I want a crossover pay per view with AEW and WWE, not because I want dream matches. I need Booker T and John Moxley on commentary, like those <laughs> two. <laughs> like. like John Moxley really didn't realize that because he muted his mic at one point that the other mics wouldn't pick up what he's saying. Yeah. Like, well, still I like that at one point he one point forget about muting. He took his mic yeah. completely off, thinking that would do it now. And he said, "Fuck about Brian." Still... <laughs> it's just oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about uh, fast lane. I-, I thought, you know, for a B pay-per-view was fine. I thought this Nakamura character, it's really unfortunate that he didn't get to have the championship. I thought that was one of, that was arguably Nakamura's best match in WWE said NXT and the main roster. I think that was Nakamura's best stuff. Hunter mentioned it in the press conference. Like this is the Nakamura I wanted and I got it out of him. Finally, like you said, this match. Is Ricochet. Yeah. And the match with Ricochet is going to be really, really good. There was the debate about uh, people were upset because there was the one point of view of Seth going to the crash pad. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I'd rather that than seeing what Darby did. You know, mm-hmm. it's I don't care, Seth. You know, I'm glad he's fine. But I thought that was really good. Uh, the title change surprised me. We will talk about that tag team in a second um, to end and have some fun. But overall, I thought it was a pretty uh, pretty fun pay per view, and then a uh, pretty decent Raw WWE is. It, it's really hard right now to have like a complete thumbs down WWE show. Like there is thumbs in the middle or thumbs up. There really has not been a straight that was garbage show in quite a while, which is very weird for WWE. And especially now hearing the news that we heard on Monday from Fightful that it's it's Hunter's world and Vince is taking a step back and is just doing the corporate thing. You want it? Warren? About the pay-per-view? Uh, anything you want 
pay-per-view raw whatever pay-per-view raw whatever well uh yeah the pay-per-view i mean the main event was the highlight it wasn't a great show but it was good it was entertaining and and i appreciated that it come it came in not too long it's not a 17 hour show once again like we're seeing from AEW. like yeah. it was a, a good tight product uh that you know i mean that's man i wish all pay-per-views could be like all out and start at 11 our time <laughs> you know like this australian show is gonna test us but hey the rest of the world has to deal with it so it is what it is yeah what time is that gonna be starting our time i five? think yeah five or I think six it's five or six yeah hmm that might be a little well there's such, such thing as a replay that i can watch it at 11 o'clock our time oh i'm just gonna perfect. pvr it i'm just gonna PVR it. <laughs> unless it's like an incredible main event i'm like oh shit okay i want to watch this live yeah maybe you can like get we up have just crown jewel coming up thing. and beside all the bullshit with crown jewel i do love those like 11 10 in the morning uh, afternoon on saturday pay-per-views are the best yeah absolutely it's just it's just I really wonder if you ran a show here at like a, you know, noon is Eastern. I mean, it doesn't hurt people. I mean, certainly it doesn't hurt, you know, NFL attendance to start at, uh, you know, 10 Eastern, you know, or with the, anything with the like stuff that or 9 UFC, Eastern. Morton, I bet you there will be a few of those because they have uh, Nick Khan and Bill Simmons mentioned they'll do a few double shows. And I could see them putting WWE in the afternoon and, and in the MMA and UFC at night. That would make more sense than the other way around. That would make more sense, yeah. And mm-hmm. so that would be that would be very interesting to see how it does. And I don't think it would hurt their attendance. I don't think it would hurt their viewership. I think it. Nope. I think for a lot of people, it's like they they like the idea of spending the afternoon watching wrestling, and they like the idea of spending their evening doing something else. Yep. Yep. I uh, especially I with all the sports on right now. Mm-hmm. yeah every everything this is the kind of the most wonderful time of the year we literally have everything going on right now i think so. for the pay-per-view i think it was the good thing about it it didn't feel like two and a half hours yeah. which is always like the plus side before it i do appreciate the fact that they don't feel like every title needs to be on there because i think sometimes that elevates the raw especially like a Gunther match being on the Raw, like save him for the major Mm pay-per-views and make Raw his show. Like right now, it looks like you're on a collision course to Seth versus Gunther. Like that's what it feels like. Like Seth is the workhorse that does Raw and every pay-per-view, but Gunther- He's their OC. He's their Orange Cassidy. It's the same storyline, basically. And, And Gunther is just like, Monday night is my show. It's my show. It's Imperium show. Like, this is what it feels like. So if you see a Gunther main event, you know it's still going to be pay-per-view quality main event. Just on Raw. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah, Gunther I appreciate doesn't know it. how to have anything but good. So good. But I mean, you talk about banger after banger, right? It's going to be so good. <laughs> this guy, and, yeah. What? He's... It, and they're going, I mean, that rating, that Raw has some really good matches, and they need to because... Uh, I think Monday Night Football did okay this week, and Rod did okay against it. But next Monday Night Football will, as much as I, you know, my team was playing last week, and you had two legendary franchises with there the Raiders and Packers. There was twenty six mil that watched that game. Oh, was there? Okay, uh, that was you a get good Chargers, game. Chargers, and Cowboys next week. So Cowboys, you're always gonna get it. But you know, having Vegas and Packers, two legendary franchises, you're gonna get it. But you know, I 
I, I think at this point, WWE just kind of knows like we're going against Monday Night Football. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're and not I, competing with 20, 20, what was it? 27 last week, 26 this week. Like, yeah. People are just watching. It's people waited how many weeks for football to know that their Sunday, their Thursday, their Sunday, and their Monday, they have plans. Like, that's just exactly how it works. And as we've talked like, about on 7K. My dad's like, I'd like to have a family. My dad's like, I'd like to have a family dinner on Sunday. I'm like, Sunday. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you could have on Sunday because there wasn't any there wasn't any football Sunday night. Team didn't show up. No, they true. showed up. That's true. One team. No, they showed up. They, they just were, they just can't. We've talked about this on 7K, so I oh, don't yeah. even want to get into this uh, right now. 7K will be recording tomorrow. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, showing up, but in a different way, the highlight of the week, other than Tuesday at Wars, was the WWE Fastlane co- press conference with mm-hmm. Jay and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> the reaction they got on Raw that like seemed to go on forever when they came out like it just seemed to keep lasting forever mm-hmm. the crowd was just going crazy for them i'm sure that it is heightened even more by that press conference i think that got them even more over as a team yeah well at nxt they were chanting yeet for God. Yeet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just jay being like yeah, yeah you know he my dog and he was like, <laughs> i was like cody Cody, I think, was tipsy. Cody was tipsy. Borderline drunk, but tipsy. Jay was gone. And yeah, I know in, in our comments, Morty, I think you rightfully said, like, he'd please get an Uber because of Jay's yeah, past yeah, yeah. indiscretions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and you know what? I'm glad, too, that we didn't hear anything about, like, they've been punished for unprofessional appearance during the press conference like that. Like, the fact that Hunter got into it and everyone's like, hey, they were just having fun. Like, I, I, I think said, said it was he awesome. said yeet. I know he did. Like I was like, everyone is everyone's saying this now. Like, and this was from a press conference. We had some really stupid ass questions asked beforehand, like the Taylor Swift one, which was completely yeah. stupid. I was just trying to create something for TMZ. They're yeah. just trying to. That's a planted question. They're just trying to get some some hype. They know how hot she is. Yeah, uh, it was just. I was watching. I'm like, this is the most fun a WWE press conference has been for a while. Because, and I will say too, we talked about length uh those WWE press conferences compared to the aw ones and the you know how long the last aw press conference was it was like two and 17 a half. hours two and a half hours yeah after a five hour six hour pay-per-view like yeah this yeah. is pretty much you you just need to download the whole pay-per-view yeah. and the post conference and when you're at work as soon as you yeah. clock in press play <laughs> so when you clock out you know like your lunch break has been taken your whole <laughs> shift has been taken like you're good like it's the 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 paper the press conference for the pay-per-view felt like everybody was just having fun like it didn't seem like i understand it's a b b uh P- ple but overall yeah. It looked like everybody that was involved was just there to have fun, regard yeah. regardless of what it is. Like it was okay. We have a uh, Jay. Maybe the best thing for him was to be 
tag team champions with Cody, because then Cody yeah. would at least be like, all right, I'm getting you an Uber to get home. <laughs> if he was there with his brother at that point, yeah, that's true. it would have been a whole nother situation. So, so maybe Cody is there to be the responsible one. And obviously you can tell like they just enjoy like that whole, everybody involved just enjoy working with each other. Yeah. Which goes perfect to what I actually think is going to happen. Cause I don't think that last tag match was the last, the raw tag match was the only tag match that they're going to have. I feel like it's going to go back to Sammy set Sammy and thing at one point, like you're going to have like a triple threat with like okay. judgment day. Well, we get DIY. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe make it a four way. Yeah. I, yeah. I have never heard alcohol be called libations before. So thank you for Cody for that word. He was he was out here. Me and Mood had a few libations. I think Matthew from Botchamania said, like, my God, we have never had so many quotes from something in a in such a long time. That will be a legendary press conference now moment. My favorite part of that whole thing was not even when they were talking. It was when they took away the chair that was in between because they had three chairs for damage control and they took yeah. away one chair when Jay and um Cody went out there. Yeah. And so Jay started to shift closer to Cody and then yeah. he like moved one mic and then was like, you know what? I'm gonna move the second mic over there. And he like he started like test speaking in both the mics. I was like, what so, is this guy? My one of my favorite part was when Jay was like you feel me? Do you feel me? And then Cody's like, do you feel him, sir? <laughs> do you feel him? No, nah, that was just uh, fun, man. It was great. Yeah. It, it was funny on, on Botchamania this week, too. Matthew at the end is like, got this in at the last second. <laughs> and by the way, if you are uh, if you watch Botchamania, so Monsoor and Masay obviously got cut, and they have their own little show right now called The Insiders. Their Twitch, their Twitch on show. Twitch. And Monsoor dared, he said he has one botch that he has, that he, that gave him nightmares that he, he never, that he hates, but he's never told anybody what it was. And he dared Matthew from Botchamania to find it. And Matthew found it. And it was at Crown Jewel. And it's Monsoor trying to give, uh, Ziggler's giving Monsoor an elbow, doesn't hit him. And Monsoor like flips like right backwards, flips his head backwards. After, after like, like eight seconds like after like eight seconds Ziggler yeah. threw the elbow and he kind of just forgot that he was supposed to like play it off and like act like he got hit and it was like it was like when somebody gets a kid a liver shot in um ufc and like 10 yeah. seconds later they finally fall down that's what it looked like for mansoor and then so mansoor said if you put this on botchamania i will email vince mcmahon about your show and tell him all the <laughs> companies that you use matthew obviously does the botch and today on twitter monster shows and i i'm 90 percent sure he actually emailed vince i don't know but he shows dear mr mcmahon i don't know if you're aware of this site and youtube streamer of called botchamania he uses wcw blah, 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 wwe you should slam it with a dmca copyright on all his videos. Wow. We'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> it's the feud I didn't know I needed. Monsoor versus Botchamania. 
Wow. Well, that seems a little petty. I hope it was just a joke. I think it's I a joke. It. I think sure it's a it's joke. A yeah, because they're doing but, a really good job okay. on their Twitch, getting themselves over. Yeah. Like I think when they're free agents, hey, there was a I sign think... saying "sign them," right? Yeah. Uh, on AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're gonna be one of those teams. I I think they'll obviously do good. Obviously, Ali will do good. Ziggs will do good. And some of the Shelton stuff I've heard of him maybe joining B, uh, BCC would be really really cool for Shelton. Um, How about Punk doing Impact though? I like Since it. they really want him. Badly. I like it. I think he should. I think he should. I think it's a company that could use him. And I think he could use that company. I think it works on both sides. Well, we can't. Mansoor can't sign to AEW until we get Mansoor versus Matthew yeah. at, for, at NWA. Yeah. Nice. Oh, speaking of NWA, by the way, shout to our guy Mojabari signing with NWA. Nice. Oh, nice. good. Good. Yeah. Didn't hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. So shouts to Mojabari working hard. He obviously had stuff in WWE was he got destroyed by Braun Strowman at a dark match in AW and now signed to NWA. So really happy for Calgary's own Mojabari getting signed to NWA. Yeah, shout out. So we got him in NWA. We got our guy Raj in Impact. So got some uh, Calgary guys all over the place right now. And how's about Raj's moment on Impact 1000 getting the 3D from the Dudleys? I I I somebody I had to take it. I texted him. I'm like, that's got to be one of the highlights of your life. He's like, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So that was really cool. And we're trying to get him to come on 7K picks in the next little bit here. Hopefully we're trying to get him before Bound for Glory to kind of do a tie and promote Bound for Glory uh, with 7K picks. So hopefully a little bit of a tease for our wrestling fans that do listen to 7K. Hopefully we'll have uh, Champagne Poppy, Raj Singh, hopefully coming here on 7K picks in the next little bit. And we got to shout out Impact because like they yeah, did some, they did something. Bound for Glory card is amazing. Not even just that. They announced that um Tom Campbell from Cultaholic is gonna be the ring announcer for their UK oh, nice. shows, which is awesome, which is such a that's great. Yeah, which is such a nice thing. They had Joe Henry go to present it to them, and then they're getting Cultaholic to actually sponsor one of the one of the matches. Nice. Is this yeah. is this Impact's best year like in a long time? It feels that way. Like it feels the most momentum I feel for Impact. I, I it's going to be so hard doing worse promotion this year because I don't think. Well, and again, now I'm going to have the shit in the company that I just congratulated someone going to. But other than NWA, I, I don't feel like any company has had like a. And it's not like NWA's had a bad year. There's just some people I don't like associated with that company. Um, but I feel like most promotions are just like doing a good job. Like there's nothing incredibly. Morning, you've been covering this and I've been covering this for a long time, going back to you doing the We Talk show and doing One Fall. I can't remember a year where there's not as much worst of. Like the worst of is normally some of the most fun we have and we will, but the worst of is going to be harder than it normally is this year. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of, when you're asking me worst angle, worst gimmick, worst, it's like, oh, I'm really going to have to think about it this time. There's not that like... Bailey, this is your life, or Lashley sisters type of stuff. Yeah. Vince left us. We need Vince back for this. Yeah. 
it's a li- it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging because even if you think about it, like that Karen gimmick for Chelsea Green was not supposed to work out, but no, she did. she just kills it in there. Yeah, like there's so many gimmicks that aren't supposed to. I know who the worst gimmick is right now. Who's that? Giovanni Vinci, because they won't allow him to speak. Yeah, they took Lumen Kaiser took his gimmick. Literally yeah. this week on the on the video they did, that was Giovanni Vinci's gimmick, yeah. and Geyser took it. Yeah, it might be Giovanni Vinci. In ring, still amazing wrestler. Yeah, but actual gimmick, he doesn't have one. He's no. he's just now everybody's problems for some some weird reason. Like, some weird reason, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's going to be hard. It's, it's crazy to think we're getting close to that. But uh, I mean. AW is a good place. I'm excited to go on the road here to full gear. We have the Dynamite Diamond Ring next week. Uh, tournament starting there, so that's going to be exciting. And everything we heard with Cody announcing it for NXT. And we're like on like the driveway to WrestleMania right now. We're like pulling out of the garage to WrestleMania right now. We got Crown Jewel and War Games coming up, and then we're there. Yeah, when you really think about yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this year, is, this year kind of flew by. It, even, go, it really it really hit when when we stopped and we were about to record last week and we had to kind of think when was the last episode we recorded from there because like I the know. time kind of flew by yeah but then when you really thought about it it was like two and a half three months before we recorded again like it was and it will not happen we will go yeah. all the way to wrestlemania this year i promise one way or another yeah. <laughs> one way or another uh then we'll disappear like brock Yes, that will disappear. Like that. Uh, <laughs> before before we go, um, give me right now because kind of didn't talk about SmackDown with the uh, the 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 uh, the kind of alliance with Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Do you think that infuses into War Game that it's a combination of both of them, or do you think it's just kind of what we have on Raw with Sammy and KO, with Us and Cody, and maybe Seth or Drew against Judgment Day? Or do you think it is that makes a Judgment Day and Bloodline? Or do you think it's Judgment Day versus Bloodline? No, I've been, I said it last week that it was going to be Judgment Day and Bloodline. You think that's? You think it's going to yeah, be? Yeah, I totally I, agree. Yeah, I think it's them. I think you're going to have LA Knight, um, LA Knight, Cody, Jay, maybe AJ. Cena? Mm, yeah, AJ makes sense. Well, it depends if the writer strikes yeah, going on. Writer strike. Strike. Cena said in that presser, he's like, it's, I would assume right now he's supposed to face Solo at Crown Jewel. That seems like the direction. Um, but he said like they're in the middle of a production right now. So if the strike ends, like say tomorrow, he has to leave. That's a goal. So he's, yeah. and Hunter said like, we're on a day-to-day basis with John right now. I, I, yeah. and the la- I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard anything really, up, any update really on SAG on their strike right now. Maybe Ray? No, I haven't heard a thing. Maybe Ray? Maybe Ray. Maybe Ray. Uh, there? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and well, speaking but... about Ray, uh, fuck this Carlito music. What is going on? I don't know. Come on. Give us back the good Carlito music. I don't know. You have you have Bad Bunny at your at your usage. Uh, like yeah. if you're gonna switch a Carlito track from the classic, get Bad Bunny to do do something. Do you so we always thought that it was gonna be Ray versus Santos? Do you think now it could be a three-way at Mania. I'm, mm, I don't know. I, I it, it could be. Could it be? Yes. Will it be? Probably not. 
think it'll uh, just be just I, Ray and Santos? I think it'll be just Ray and Santos with Carlito in his corner. Mm. Probably. Weirdly, I could see that more likely. I could see it being a six man. Oh, with the, the other be. guys? I think it'll be Santos and the tag team. I always forget what their name is. I just remember, I always remember them as DJ Z. Yeah. Yeah. DJ um, yeah. So I think it'll be them three. Potentially, it could be them three versus Ray, Carlito, Dragon Lee. Mm, yeah. Cause Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee is now part of SmackDown. Yeah. 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 There's also uh, Humberto and um, Angel's partner there. Angel. Yeah, Angel. Yeah, Angel. I mean, they, I could see them being worked in somehow, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. Humberto's a lot bigger, isn't he, than he was when he debuted. Oh, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. really hit me this on this on this last show. I'm like, man, he's really massive now. Yeah. Is he ever? Is he ever? Yeah, All right, and, uh, before we get out of here, any last thoughts, guys? Well, I uh, I get to do my thing right i get to, uh, before i don't have joke. a i don't have a joke this time i don't have a joke i i have a well i had a question for you josh actually i was wondering uh what sexual position makes for the ugliest kids what i don't know ask your mom for me but <laughs> if y'all but y'all can't I, I see the reaction a... but it's hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> just in a rage. I, uh, I I had a real, I didn't have a joke this week, but I have a, a true life story, something that happened to me that I wanted to share. Because sure. this is just, uh, eh, people can be unbelievable sometimes, you know? Because so, I went to a, I went to a restaurant, uh, the keg, you know, the keg? Yeah. So I was there, I was at the keg. I was having supper all by myself, you know, and this beautiful, gorgeous woman walked in and she was sitting down and I noticed she was all by herself. So I thought, well, why not, you know? So I, uh, I sent a bottle of wine over to her table. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, maybe she would invite me over and we'd have a conversation and have a nice night. Instead, I got a a note back from the waiter a few minutes later saying that uh, she wasn't going to have a drop of the wine and she wasn't interested unless I had seven inches in my pants. And I told, I said to the waiter, like, that was so rude. I mean, I sent this over to her, you know, I was being polite. Uh, you know, bring me back the bottle. I'll drink it myself because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't care how gorgeous a woman is. I'm not cutting off three inches of my dick for anybody. Uh-huh. And with that, uh, everyone, thank you <laughs> for listening. Uh, You're a wrestling podcast. There you go. Uh, SmackDown sees the return of Roman Reigns this week. We get Daniel Bryan versus Christian Cage. Uh, the road to Bound for Glory continues on Impact. And New Japan continues a up and down road right now to Wrestle Kingdom with Evil somehow still involved in major plans. Hey, we got to get those ratings up. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> so for, for Senator, myself, and Morton, cheers, everyone. You've been listening to... You're a wrestling podcast. And next week, I'll bring a joke instead of a question and an absolutely 100% true story. (laughs) Enjoy the day, people. Thank you for listening to Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.